0: Today, as we celebrate this fourth Sunday after the Easter Octave, we wish a very happy and blessed Mother's Day to all mothers, grandmothers, and godmothers. We thank all of you for all that you do for us and for all that you mean to us. May God bless you in a special way today. You are in our daily prayers this day and always. Everyone is invited in a special way to pray the Regina Chaley during this Easter season. Morning, noon, and evening, we pray together the Queen of Heaven prayer, asking for a speedy return to Mass and Holy Communion. Cantate Dominum Canticum Novo. Sing to the Lord a new song. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Amen. How can we understand? these opening words of today's introit. Cantate dominum canticum novum, sing to the Lord a new song. We live in a day and age of novelty. In our modern society of material progress, the media world is always trying to sell us something new. Each year there are new phones and computer gadgets, new cars with updated features, new machines of modern convenience. Things aren't built to last anymore. Often it's more expensive to repair the old appliance than simply to buy a brand new one. In such a world focused on the novelty of new material things, we must beware of a dangerous temptation for our spiritual life the temptation to seek out new ideas and new moral values, just for the sake of having something brand new and novel. The truth which the modern world overlooks, or chooses to ignore, is that our Catholic faith never goes out of date, nor is it ever just the same old routine thing. No. On the contrary, because the Church is guided by the Holy Ghost, just as the soul governs and guides the body. Because Mary is the mother of the Church, just as she is the mother of Christ, its founder. And because the Church is the mystical body of Christ, then the divine truths of the Church are outside of time. There is no change, no shadow of alteration in God, St. James says in today's epistle. What is true in heaven is always true here on earth, and what is true in eternity is always true in this world at each time in history. The Gospel message in itself is always current and relevant for every era and every time. It is up to us to conform our lives to the gospel, whoever challenging that might be at times. We must conform to the gospel rather than belittle the gospel in an apathetic effort to make the gospel fit into the confines of our own personal comfort zone. And that's why in the collect of today's Mass, we ask for the grace to love God's commandments and the grace to desire God's promises of heaven, so that amid the unstable fluctuations of life's ups and downs, our hearts may be rooted and fixed in God and His heavenly kingdom where our true and eternal joy alone is can be found. Now, the Kingdom of God on earth is Holy Mother Church. Her doctrine, her sacraments, her liturgy, her common teaching are above and beyond the novelty of this world. And this is precisely why we see today so many young people, so many young families and vocations are attracted to the traditional liturgy and the Catholic way of life. There is no need for us to try and imitate the popular trends and fashion of today's world. These quickly fade away into yesteryear. They quickly get old. However, the heroic and attractive examples of holy men, women, and children in every era of history show us today that tradition never grows old-fashioned or out of date. No, but the truths of God always contain a new freshness and a new relevancy as they are handed down from age to age to age. Cantate Dominum, sing to the Lord a new song. St. Vincent Larin's writing in the 5th century, he explains this in his famous adage, "Non nova sed novita, not new things, but in a new way. He is explaining how the doctrine of the Church becomes more precise over time, by an organic development of formulas under the direction of the Holy Ghost. For example, Our Lady's Immaculate Conception and papal infallibility were declared dogmas in the 19th century. These are not new truths, no, there is no novelty of doctrine, but rather these truths, already contained implicitly in the scriptures and tradition of the early Church Fathers, these truths were only then proposed by the Church in a new way for our spiritual good, according to the the plan of Divine Providence. This is the Catholic way, not novelty, but renewal. Not new truths, but new ways of better believing and putting into practice the original truths revealed to the Church by God for our eternal salvation non nova sed noviter. Now, this principle, as expressed by Vincent of Larence, could also be applied by analogy to our own spiritual life. Our progress is not to be found in spiritual novelty. In fact, St. Francis de Sales warns against the temptation to search anxiously for new devotions, like a fluttering butterfly. Instead, we should focus on the basic duties of our prayer life according to our vocation, like the busy honeybees in the hive. We do not need the novelties of signs and wonders. Non nova sed noviter, not novelty, but renewal. Spiritual progress is not so much in new theories or new things, but rather, more often than not, the progress is in the new way in which we reapply ourselves again and again and again to the fundamental exercises of the spiritual life. Holy Mass and Communion, our morning and evening prayer, the rosary, reading and meditation, And once we do those well, with a spirit of renewal, then perhaps those might develop and new ones can happen. But first, we must do the fundamental in a renewed, spiritually deep way. Each day we can begin again with a renewed effort to dedicate our minds and our hearts to these spiritual exercises in a new and better way. For example, our prayer can become stale like old bread. We feel like we have nothing to say to God. Perhaps that's because we are not doing any spiritual reading to learn more about God. And why is that? Well, perhaps it's because we are reading too much internet news and opinion commentaries we're trying to be informed about the unstable fluctuations of this ever-changing world, and our temper and our moods are fluctuating accordingly. Instead, we should be reading more about God, where our only lasting joy and peace are really to be found. Good reading will be new spiritual food for thought, it can jump-start a renewal of your spiritual life, like you never thought possible. So pick up a little book, read a few quotes, and get started. And your prayer life will never be the same, but with more spiritual reading you will see more progress in prayer. You can also renew your spiritual life by caring more about other souls. Be more spiritually outgoing learn to pray for the specific needs of people, people you know, or people who have been recommended to your prayers, or perhaps you can pray for certain groups of people whom you you sympathize with in a special way. For example, if you have had cancer, well then pray and offer up sacrifices specifically each day for all cancer patients. If you are lonely, Pray for those people who are suffering and dying alone. Be intentional in your spiritual outreach to others. Be generous with spiritual almsgiving in prayer. And then your daily rosary, your Angelus and Regina Chaley prayers, your morning and night prayers will be offered up with a fervor which is fresh and new. True spiritual renewal, it means overcoming our mediocrity, overcoming our complacency of soul by thanking God for gifts already received. We can learn from the Israelites wandering in the desert. Remember, they received new manna as food from heaven each morning, but they lacked gratitude. Each morning, God rained down upon them food, but they complained, and they eventually turned away from God. People who always want novelties don't truly know or appreciate the gifts they already have. Perhaps it's because they lack the energy, the effort, and the will to get to learn those gifts and to put them to good use. It's not that the gift itself is old or outdated. No. Rather, by those people failing to renew their gratitude and the knowledge of God's gift, they sink into a tiresome routine of discontent. And that gets old really fast. That's why, in order to preserve us, and our spiritual health, each year the Church invites us to honor Mary. We honor Mary during the month of May. So that we can refresh our gratitude for our spiritual mother, we can renew the way in which we live devotion to Mary each day. For example, don't just pray to Mary because you need something. But first, do what any good child would do for our mother. Praise Mary for who she is. Praise and honor her for what God's grace has made her. To honor Mary, you can prayerfully repeat some of those invocations that we pray at benediction. Blessed be the great mother of God, Mary most holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. You can prepare Mary's feast days with a novena or a triduum of prayer ahead of time. Make a visit to Mary's shrine or make a maid altar in your home. Don't forget about thanking Mary in a way to honor and to praise her. Thanksgiving is a form of veneration. We fathers and mothers, don't we teach our children to say thank you? But do we say thank you to our Blessed Mother? Are we truly grateful? And as we venerate Mary, we should also constantly invoke Mary. And remember, quality is worth much more than quantity. Just as you would never dream of offering half-dead, half-withered flowers to your mother today so also should you never rattle off your prayers in a rush. Rather, make each word of the prayer count as a beautiful, fresh flower in a spiritual bouquet of Mary, your mother. Like a little child, pulls and tugs at his mother's dress, asking for help. So also should we daily pull on our heavenly mother's mantle, in heaven by taking our Rosary in hand. And if you lovingly renew short prayerful aspirations to Mary, if you simply repeat prayerfully Mary's name 5, 10, 15, 20 times a day, you will be sure to experience in our Mother's good time those words of the Memorare, no one was ever left And finally, let us renew our devotion to Mary by imitating her virtues. Imitating her virtues as best we can in our own little way according to the circumstances of our own lives. When you're angry, well, think of Mary's forgiving words and attitudes on Good Friday and ask that yours become more like hers. When you're anxious about the future, stop worrying. Think of Mary at the Annunciation, as she said yes to God's plan for her. Imitate Mary by repeating, Be it done to me according to thy word. And when you are impoverished and materially needy, think of Mary, think how She accepted the poverty of the stable of Bethlehem and keep Mary company in the simple hearth of Nazareth as you do your own chores and work around your house. Each day, do a little extra. Think today of new ways how you can honor Mary, invoke Mary, and imitate Mary in a new and deeper way how can you spiritually renew in your life which you have sadly allowed to become an old routine? And finally, dear friends, this opportunity to renew our Marian devotion, it occurs at a time when the world is in the grips of a new fear. This new fear, caused by the pandemic pandemonium and its coming consequences, This shakes us out of our spiritual complacency and mediocrity. We can no longer be satisfied with just the same old spiritual routine, but we must renew. We must renew what we owe to Mary and to her son Jesus. As we commemorate this week on the 13th, the 103rd anniversary of Our Lady's apparition at Fatima, Let us rediscover, let us reacquaint ourselves with her message, to pray and to sacrifice more in order to make up for the evil disorder caused by our sins. If this current crisis becomes the spiritual turning point of our lives, if we live our devotion to Mary by renewed prayer and imitation of her virtues in our own little way, with the people around us each day. If we truly become children of Mary and live as children of Mary at every hour of every day, then our Blessed Mother will keep our souls safe from the fluctuating tidal waves of life here on earth and bring us home to her Son in heaven. In heaven, there with the true joys of our heart's desire, will one day be found. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Amen.